0: Well, hello everyone. Good evening. Thanks uh, for being with with me again. Uh, Is there any noise? Do you hear me? Do you hear me clearly? What do you mean no? Uh, There is no noise, yeah? Very good. Okay, thank you. Yeah, uh, it's really appreciate being with, with me listening to the in our class while on the TV, uh, this fascinating debate between uh, Obama and Clinton going on. I uh, appreciate your coming staying here. So uh, we have a fascinating uh, story to, to discuss, uh, the greatest story ever told. And um, before I start, uh, any question for me uh, from the last class? Any, any, if any have. So uh, you don't have any question. Not here. Okay. So uh, let's kind of. Pick pick up again the, as we always do. Uh, let's pick up some some of the theme from last class or two. Just uh, whoever uh, be with us today, we so, will so be in one. Uh, we'll be together and uh, we'll kind of move together along. I just kind of summarize where we are. Uh, again, I'm hello, Ellen, Eileen, Brian, Bond. Today be January. Uh, thank you for being with me, with us, and all of course. Now, uh, what we are, what we have been learning uh, lately. Uh, we already par- finish in our class uh, the the seven commandment, so to speak. We didn't finish, you can learn it again and again for the rest of our lives, but we kind of finished the book of Genesis. We went through the book of Genesis from the point of view of the Seven Commandments, because this is what the book of Genesis actually does. We run you run it through that, the story continues uh, through the book of uh, Exodus until Sinai Revelation. But talking about Pharaoh and uh, Exodus is really uh, take you into a, a different realm, although the topic is still the Seven Commandment, very much so, because Sinai revelation is a combination of the Seven Commandment and, uh, and the Ten Commandment, how they put, uh, as Moses put it together. So the story never finishes until we get to Sinai. Uh, but I thought kind of uh, more, more uh, actually more methodically than anything else, just to separate the two the two or uh, two books. Actually, the Torah itself separated into two books. So we follow the Torah, we finish Genesis. And we will may continue, maybe in another class, another form, talking about Genesis, continuing the same, same uh, topic of the seventh commandment. Until we get to Sinai, or even more. So uh, as we have done, as we finish the seventh commandment, the number seven, we said well, there is one more topic we need to discuss in this class, and uh, this is the story of Bilam. This is tradition. Tradition says that the seventh commandment and the story of Bilam should be discussed at length. We said no. So we talked about. Uh, Bilam, and uh, that's removed then from, from the from book of Exodus, actually, we moved, or Genesis, we moved straight to Numbers, which is far ahead. This is a story of uh, uh, 40 years later after, after the Exodus, when they're traveling. They're almost going into the Holy land, just before Moses passing away. Uh, so before Joshua took over. So this is our subject today. Uh, Israel is now uh, after 40 years in the desert. They are about to enter the land of Israel. They're moving. They just conquered the, the north, the Sihon, the Amorite, and then they went down to back down to the south to go through. They are looking. They are moving toward Jericho. Well, of course that's that's where Joshua will pass later. Pass the Jordan River. Into the Holy Land, but now we this is the last the last station, so to speak, is is Moab. Moabite nation who live on the on the eastern bank of the Jordan River near the Dead Sea, on the ruin of uh, uh, of Sodom and Gomorrah because Sodom and Gomorrah is down in the Dead Sea, and, and uh, we discuss how Moab itself is a is a was born from Solomon Gomorrah the incestual relationship between uh, Lot and his daughter, we all remember the story. This could be a very ugly story, could have been and the Torah will not even discuss it. Who cares about uh, an old man who sleeps with his daughter and so on, uh, why should the Torah spend time on that? But uh, uh, the, the, the young the, the, the first firstborn girl Abu was raised in Song and she was looking for what she was used to do, sex. She she could she didn't even wait one night to find out if the whole world is destroyed or not. And she decided on her own to save humanity and to sleep with her father so she can be impregnated. She could have wait just one more day and to find out that she is not alone. But she slept with him and she she gave birth to, to Moab. And, um, and her sister gave birth to Amon but uh, uh, beside her, her, her lust and her, beside her sex uh, she was, she was uh, for her it was nothing you know to sleep uh, uh, with other people. She never slept with her father but she, she probably grew up like a Sodom girl and uh, yet yeah, she had a whole, she had a good spark in her because she had a good intention. So the Torah counted as a a good thing she did. You know, uh, she's not completely blamed. It's called chesed. Chesed is is a good thing, Uh, kindness. But chesed is also filth. A person who sleeps with a sister from the same mother is called chesed. It's ugly. So the same word chesed is used for ugliness and for kindness. It's interesting. uh, You need to know Hebrew. To, to combine the two aspects of in what it, how, how is it possible to express uh, two opposite op- op- uh, view, two opposite uh, theme like uh, ugliness, extreme ugliness, and kindness in the same world, chesed. And this is what the Torah did here. Uh, uh, it's the Torah described it as chesed, uh, so sleeping with the father is as chesed, and chesed is also chesed, you know, a, a extreme kindness, which is two opposite things. Anyhow, uh, this is a Moab. Moab grew up a nation. He hates Israel and we learn about uh, how it, they didn't, they didn't even give bread and butter, bread and, uh, and water to Israel. They were sworn enemies. They didn't like Israel even to to stand by the by the border. They relate to Israel in biological terms. These, uh, these are like oxen, like locusts there. These people around us, he doesn't even call them by name. He doesn't say this is Israel. These are people who went who, who up from Egypt, and now there are locusts around us. So they, they hate Israel from the gut. And uh, and also we'll discuss the dream that he had, Balak, Balak the king of Moab, was a smart man. Uh, there was legend that he flew, flew up spiritually and also physically. He flew up over the Israeli camp and so on. So, uh, uh, but spiritually, he was a very intelligent person. And he had a dream that Israel had fall into the hand of the daughter. He couldn't understand it. And uh, he hired Bilam. Now, Bilam, we discussed, I'm just going over this story in, 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 in shop, in, so uh, in, I mean, uh, spend a little time on that because we need to to understand, to put things together in order to understand where we're going next. So, Bilam is a is a prophet. Remember, there is debate if he was just a, a magician or a real prophet. Uh, we take the, the midrash. The midrash uh, uh, stance is that we should regard him as a real prophet. Certainly, at the, at the time when he, when he, when he, when he uh, prophesies here in our, in our parasha. So every word he says is, is, is a holy of holy of holy, like Moses. We discussed that, uh, uh, how, uh, the ten, at the same time that Hashem put a, a, a good soul for Israel, like Moses. He sent down a soul to Moses here. At the same time he sent a soul for the nations, which is called Bila. Bilam could have been had a enormous potential, but there was unfortunately has some fault in him. He corrupted for money, for, for arrogance. We saw that how it play a role uh, in his in his words, how he is after money, after gold and silver. Yeah, arrogant. He thinks that uh, shame is in his pocket. We will we'll discuss uh, in the past. So, they cast what, what did he want? what is the king wanted from Bilam? The king running from Bilam to pierce to curse Israel in the holy name, holy name of seventy letters. The, the, we, know, we know the holy name in four letters, but in a temple, they used to in a in, a, in Kippur, they used to they used to pronounce the, the holy name in seventy letters. We know today what the seventy letters are, but we cannot pronounce it. It was lost after the Roman destruction of the temple. So, but uh, uh, they wanted, he wanted uh, uh, to pierce. Pierce means to say by, by mouth and also to pierce the, the shield of Israel, to pierce them by, by using the holy name. Now, it's, uh, it's amazing because uh, usually the holy name is used only for good purposes. In the holy temple, it was it was a sign of atonement, a a blessing for the world. And here it comes in order to destroy Israel. In fact, the the, uh, by the holy name. In fact, the the word Bilam, the very word Bilam, Bilam in Hebrew, is to swallow a nation. So he wanted is uh, Bilam wanted to swallow the Israel by 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 the holy name. That's actually what Bilam. He hired Bilam to do. We learn how he at first he, he, he refused to go. Hashem finally Elohim, He wanted to in his arrogance. He wanted to meet Hashem. He said, "You," he said to the Moabite princesses, you, sp- "You spend here. You spend here the night, and I'll talk tonight with Hashem. I'll tell you what Hashem tell me tomorrow." As if he he make an appointment with Hashem to talk to him. Of course, it didn't happen. Instead of Hashem, I come came to me. Now, when Elohim come to come to somebody at night, it's not for nice talking. It's not for for uh, sitting on coffee table and saying uh, what what what's going around. It's uh, when Elohim come to you, talk. When you talk to Elohim, it's always uh, this is a judge. This is the the, 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 the attribute of judgment of, of harsh judgment. So Elokim come to him; he should be he should be trembling. It's not like he has a he has a he has a conference with Hashem. Elokim come to him at night, in the middle of the night, and ask him, "Who are these people?" As make fun of him, as Rashi says. Finally, after the discussion back and forth, uh, Elokim uh, asked him, allow him to go. And then, uh, when Elokim discovered, when Elokim see that they actually. He goes, he goes so enthusiastically because he wants to curse Israel. So Elohim, the angel of Hashem, that's the last class. And the angel of Hashem, this is a text. And the uh, angel of Hashem come to him. And we discuss at length. And, and actually, the angel of Hashem appealed to the S, the donkey. And she see him, and she talk. And she talked to Bilam. This is a miracle of the donkey, which looked funny. In fact, the whole story sounds funny. Because uh, Bilam, the big prophet, doesn't see the angel. But uh, this donkey sees the angel. Of course, it's a message against the arrogance of of Bilam. And also teaching him that the same way that the donkey speaks what Hashem wants. Because how can the donkey speak? The donkey speak only what Hashem telling to do. It's like a prophet. So, so uh, it's a message for him. You know, I, I relate to you like you are the donkey now. Like you, you are gonna talk to 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 what I tell you. You are the donkey. And and finally, you see the you see the the sword of the of of the of the angel of, of Hashem. You of Here is a sword. We discussed it last time. The name in the story, the, 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 the six, the name of Elohim in the entire story up to now, appears six times. Here they are in the brown. In a, one after the other. And studied by yud also six times. So six and six. And, uh, and they talk. But finally when the angel of Hashem talk, come talk, talk to him one after the other ten times. And we said that this is like a, a, there is a, the message here is a, about, is a, uh, by six. The six is because the, the to remind us the sixth day. This is a day that, the the miracle of the miracle of the talking ass, talking donkey was created prepare ahead of time on the sixth day afternoon before the Sabbath, at the at the twilight zone. Well, twi- which means just the last minute before, the, before uh, we move from Friday to Saturday, after, after the creation of Adam and Eve. So the, the, talking, the talking donkey was created on the sixth day, the last minute. And this is a time, as we know from the story of creation, we learn our first classes, this is a time that Hashem actually come forward to, to, to punish the evil people with the sword, to decide, this is the final judgment, if to, before the Sabbath will come, before the next day of creation will come. So this is why the sixth, the, 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 the donkey represents, she was born by the sixth day. She represents the sixth day, the transition between sixth day and the Sabbath. That's why Hashem and Hakim appear together uh, only on the brown part. This is the handle of the sword. Whereas the, 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 the sharp part, the sword itself, the blade, is represented by the angel of Hashem. And why the angel? The, it's a, It's not the angel of Elohim. It's not the, the sword of Elohim. Elohim got a big sword. And if you were enrage him, he can destroy everything. Uh, we know that. That's uh, You can look around us and you see the sword of Elohim is a volcano. It's a it's a, a in the earth. Anything in nature is is a, is a sword of Elohim. The flood was a sword of Elohim. Was bought by Elohim. But here is a sword of, of you'd have half care of the merciful one. And you, you know already those who spend with me in the last few classes, you know, this is a basic premises of our class that when when, when the merciful one carries a sword. You know that she carries her sword only against very evil people. Only like Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah was overturned by, by the Merciful One because they enraged the mercy. Uh, unlike, unlike the flood, the flood was brought by Lokim, by, by the mercy woman only retracted to the Noah ark, and she was saddened. She was not angered. She was saddened. So she retracted from defending us. And Elohim executed the verdict. But Hashem, so to speak, retracted it into the, into the Noah ark. But we didn't see the flood, didn't see the sword of Hashem. Only Sodom and Gomorrah saw the sword of Hashem. So here is the sword of Hashem, the same sword that, that kicked the the Sodom and Gomorrah. Here it is now here. The angel of Hashem, the sword, with the sword on his hand. So you see here what the Hasidim call a chain. There is a Hebrew word for it, Ishtalshilut, is a is a chain or, or, or low down from in in levels. You see the brown part represents the court or the, the the attribute, which the court, uh, six times each each name is appeared to remind us the sixth day. And and the execution is uh, is done by the angel by the sword, and of course the, you can continue. The, the The blade here is very short. The blade should be continued down there, sharper and sharper. Which is a, how the angel how the angel execute is is is, is a harsh, rough from from from, from a shem point of view. It's fire. It's overturning Son and gemora. It's and, and, and other terrible. I mean, you, you don't want to meet. Nobody wants to meet the angel or to angel of, when, when merciful one is enraged. This is the end of you, and nothing will be left from you. Not in this world, and not in the next world. Nobody wants to be evil uh, enough to, to, to meet the angel of, of the merciful one. This aspect is completely lost. In, in, in non-Jewish teaching. You now everybody love and hug Hashem and dance and, and mercy, mercy, mercy. But they forget that mercy has a sword in, in, her, in her hand for a special occasion. So this is the sword right here. So this is a sword that will come at the end of time, at the end of the sixth day, uh, to, to bring us to the Sabbath. Then we realize that we said last time we realized what the, the dimension of the story. It's not like a childish story, talking donkey with a uh, Eddie Murphy movie, uh, Shrek. It's like uh, uh, a talking donkey. This is a this is a story of the biblical proportion. This is a story that, uh, of 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 a of a donkey uh, that bring up uh, the miracle. Of of going from this world, from our world to the next world to come, from the Sabbath, and we'll see later on what it, what does it mean. So we discussed it last time, and uh, and Pilam uh, repent, Pilam repent, ask for ask, uh, uh, Hashem, ask Elohim, say Elohim, or whatever you tell me, I will do, and uh, Hashem, the angel of Hashem. Uh, Angel of Hashem talked to him. Uh, not Hashem. Hashem. He hasn't seen Hashem yet. Uh, Angel of Hashem told him, you, you, I, I'll allow, I, I would have killed you. Without a donkey I would have killed you already. But uh, I will uh, allow you to go be, uh, if you promise me that you will say only, like you talk to that like, like that donkey. Whatever I tell you, you should say. And Bilam accepted that, so he, he walk. he come, and walk, he goes on to, to to the land of Moab to meet Israel to and this is where this is where we we'll are start starting the our class today. Uh, and let's move on. See the, the, the class of the first the first prophecy of Bila. And let's Let's read it together. So uh, you can open up your Bible. It's a. It's a. Chapter. It's Numbers. numbers uh, numbers uh, 22 39 22 39 that's where we uh, we finish uh, with the angel and now Bila moves on and let's let's uh, see what Bila is to say about Israel so and it, uh, uh, so it, it says like this and Bila went along with Balak and so they actually got the permission to go, and they came to Kirat Hutzot. It's a land of his city, which is on the border, uh, on the northern border of Moab. And Balak offered oxen and sheep. This is the king of Moab, offered to Hashem oxen and sheep, and sent to Bilam and to the princes that were with him. So he called them up. So he he already sacrifices to Hashem. This pagan realized that in order to be effective he has to abandon for at least for a moment his idol worshiping. He 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 you know, he, he asked Bilam to come because he knows that Bilam speaks to Hashem, to the real Hashem, not to his own pagan idols. So he offered sacrifice to welcome Bilam because he knows that otherwise Bilam has nothing to do with him. And that's very important. That's a crucial important thing. So, uh, and, and to, to make to make the, the things even more uh, more uh, apparent, the Midrash says here, in fact, this is how the Midrash want to express the view. He says that Kiryat Chutzot, when... This name of the city, when they came, means streets, or, or the city of streets, or what they discuss when they finally met there. So Bilam and Balak, the King Balak, they discussed the borders, the, the, the idea of borders, which come from North Rainbow Covenant. If you remember, when, when Noach, after Noach, when Noach passed away, he had the 17 nations. The seventy nations uh, uh, made, I mean, uh, covering the earth. These are the source of After Nach, after the flood, and, and it says there that uh, each nation sat on his own border. So part of the Noah Covenant is recognition that each each family of nation has, his, has a right to sit in his own border, and nobody should ever cross. Of course, it was immediately violated after Nimrod. We the Babylonian towers. We already learned that they started to develop empires and armies, trying to grab land from each other. This is Abraham, ten generation later. By the time of Noah, time of Noah's covenant, they had a, they had a tradition that each nation keeps his own border. So the, here, the, here the King Bilam the Midrash says, was discussing with Bilam with the prophet, How, look at this nation, these people from Egypt, they don't recognize noachite covenant. They shouldn't be here. This is my land, and this is uh, Ammon, Ammonite land, and, said, and this is Jordan river. What are these people here? What are they doing here? They violate the Noah covenant. So he speaks now that this Moabite king, now not only offered, he offered the uh, 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 so, uh, uh, sacrifices to Hashem, but he speaks in the name of Noah against Israel. They shouldn't be here. I am, I am a Noahite. And this is my land. What are these uh, locusts? Oxen are her doing here. Let them go. Let them. Uh, well, that's what I want you to curse them, so they disappear. This was the topic of the discussion. This is what Rashi says. So this is uh, if Rashi says that, that's uh, accepted. Uh, that's actually lighten up uh, what we are saying. You know, I told you everything I tell you in our class. I, I have no. I'm not tired to repeat it. We are. We what we are. But but my line in our teaching was always to select things that are accepted by Rashi, Rambam, Rambam, and and the practices in, in, in the holy temple. as they were really practice. Only those I, I will never talk to you about the Kabbalah and all these things. So please remember that so that that's true for this class today also. So this is simply Rashi telling you. That uh, the Noah, that uh, Balak was talking in the name of Noah, Noah Covenant. So okay, so there are the two guys convene and they are ready to. And B- B- Bilam understand what the Balak want. Balak actually told him what is on his heart. He want to curse them, and he also told him the dream that he had. Remember the dream. So everything was uh, he- he confirmed with Bilam. Now. Let's continue. This is now the next chapter, I believe. And it came to pass on the morning that Balak took Bilam. Let's first read it and then we'll discuss it. And Balak took Bilam and brought him up into the Baal platform. Certain level it's called Baal platform, or in Hebrew, Bamot Baal. And he saw from there the outskirt of the people. He couldn't see the entire nation, he saw the skirt of the people, outskirt of the people. Discuss why, what's the idea? And Bilam, the prophet, says to Balak, Build me here seven altars and prepare me here seven oxen and seven rams. That's what the prophet told the king, so the king obeyed him and did whatever Bilam told him, spoken. And Balak and Bilam offered on every altar a Balak in a ring, altogether seven. And Bilam told Balak the prophet told to the king, now you stand here, stand by your burnt offering, and I'll go. Perhaps Hashem will look out to me. Now he's careful. He's not saying, I'm very Hashem will suddenly Can Perhaps. So he's a little more careful, but he's is, he is sure that Hashem will occur to him. And whatever he showed me, I will tell you. He's, he remembered the angels, so he knows that he cannot speak on his own. Whatever Hashem tells him, that's what he's going to speak. Like a donkey. And they sneaked away silently. The, the word silently here is not, is shefi is in Hebrew. It's a complex word. It's, a, it's a silently, but also a subduly, in a submission, going a steep hill down. Shefi. It's a very beautiful word, and it's a lot of connotation. Remember, it's poetry. Everything here is poetry. It's a beautiful Hebrew, and one classical Hebrew, Every word here is precious. Shefi. It's a, uh, it's a. Uh, I go shefi I mean I go subdued kind of uh, not arrogant, he's not arrogant, he's shefi. And Elohim occurred now Elohim, not Hashem, Elohim occurred to Bilam. So he said so Bilam said to uh, to 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 Hashem to Elohim I have prepared the seven altars and I have offered upon every altar a balak and a rain. He told what he already done. Now Hashem appeared to him, finally, and Hashem put a word in Bila's mouth and said, Return to Balak and thus you shall speak. This, this you shall speak. And the word already planted, in, in 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 his mouth he is now a prophet he's not like a donkey now now the Bilam the prophet returned to him and behold he stood by his burn offering he and all the princes of moab still waiting there and it now the first prophecy of bilam is gonna is gonna altogether tell us free three, three levels. each level from Each prophecy, each three prophecies, each prophecy from a different level. This is from Bamot Baal. And he took up his discourse and said, From Aram did Balak, the king of Moab, led me. From the mountain of Kedem, saying, Come curse me, Jacob, and express your rage at Israel. But what shall I curse that whom El did not curse? Against whom would I express rage whom Hashem did not express rage? That's I'm talking. For from, from the top of the rock I see him, and from the hills I behold him. It is the people that dwell alone, and among the nations it is not reckoned. Who can count the dust of Jacob and the number of the fourth part Rova, of Israel? Let my soul die like the righteous and let my end be like his. This he finished. This was what his word of of, uh, of Beside beside the last the last the last verse. Let my soul die like this righteous, this is his own word. Who can count the dust in the number of forth of Israel? This is the Hashem word in his mouth. So Balak hearing that, Balak says to Bilam, What have you done to me? I have taken you out to pierce my enemies, and behold, you have blessed them all together. And so Bilam answered and said, Am I not obligated to observe and speak only that which Hashem places place in my mouth? I told you that. I cannot speak on my own what Hashem, I speak only what, what Hashem is put in my mouth. So Balak says to him, Come now with me to another place. For once you see, you may see them. You shall see only the outmost part of them, but shall not see them all and pierced them for me from there. And he took him to the field of the scout, to the top of the highest point, and he built seven altars, and he offered an ox and a ram on each altar. So this is the first level. And let's discuss it again by the time we have. What what was what was going on here? So it started like this, and it came to pass in the morning that Balak took Bilam and brought him up into the Baal platform. Remember the, the the this is a a high place enough to see only the outskirt of their nation, Bamot Baal, and because he saw only the outskirts, not the entire nation. So what's the idea? Why did he show him? You know, King Balak already saw the entire nation. He, know, he knows how the nation, how the camp of Israel looked like. Remember, he was a bird, according to the legend, flying eye. But it, that's not. It means that he always knew how how the camp of Israel impressive. Remember the four camps and and the Holy Temple, the the Tabernacle in it, and the cloud, and so. On. So 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 what? So so he, he didn't show him that, but he saw only the, the, the he showed him the outskirts. Why? Because King Balak, we, talk, we said already, he was not a stupid person. He was very smart. In fact, he was smarter than the, the prophet. Turned out to be that he was actually smarter than the prophet. He's highly regarded. You see, he repented. He give a an auction to to Hashem, and he knows that the, the only way he can he can overcome Israel is is by the poor, true prophet. So he's smart. He knows don't put down King Balak. He comes from Moab, but he knows he from Sodom and Moab. but he know he knows uh, Hashem. we always, we always, we always talk, say said that Sodom and Moab knew Hashem. They only rebel against Hashem, but they knew Hashem. So this is a tradition of uh, Song you know, still alive, so to speak. So he says uh, so he tells him why why didn't he show him the entire camp? Because this is this is uh, what the prosecutor usually do. You know, even today. A good prosecutor, you know, you cannot you cannot take the de- defendant and if you put a the defendant as a whole life and so on. So the Jewish start to cry and say, What do you want from him? He had a hard he had childhood, and he had this and this and that. No, the prosecutor will never do that. The prosecutor will take the, the accused one, the defendant, and will take a blemish of something fault in him and, and enlarge it and focus it. You know what this guy did on this day and this day? No mentioning the past, no mentioning anything, just to focus on this blemish and to enlarge it, to magnify it, so the jury will sit there, overwhelmed. You know, oh God, look what this guy did. So this is a technique that the Bilam is now, the King Balak actually, wants Bilam to use. He took him to only a level you can see the outskirts of the outskirts of the people, so they can see a little. Look for them, see if you find any any blemish. That will be magnified, and then you can pierce their shield of, of, of holiness, pierce uh, curse, uh, curse them with the name of Hashem, and rage Hashem anger against them, and we will destroy them. Like Star Wars, you know, you need to find uh, uh, a Star Walker. I have to find this little niche, little crack in in, in this big star to throw the bomb in. And once you find a little place, a strategic place, a little bomb can destroy the whole planet. And this is what he wanted to do here. Just find me a little crack through the shield, and we will penetrate through, and you will destroy them. Because if, we, if we're if able to, to enrage a shame, wrath against them, that's what we want. That's the idea. You will, you will never see it if you, if, you, if you look at this big star War. Big star, the big planet, uh, the, all the, the defense machinery. You cannot play. Who, who can? Who can destroy the planet? But if you manage to go penetrate to go to the, the sensitive part, you will just one bomb will destroy the whole planet. So that's what it, tell, it, tell, it tells the uh, it tells the, uh, the 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 prophet. But there is another what what. Blemish you can see from the outskirt, outskirt of, of the nation. Outskirt is the outskirt, it's a lower part of us. It's a sexual, is a sexual, what is a metaphor. See me the outskirt, down there. Let's look down, see what they is. what does it mean? Uh, now we understand what is the name of the bar. What is a Bamot Baal? Why the place is called Bamot Baal, the platform of the Baal, because what was the Baal? The Baal was a, a, the god of fertility. You know, Baal in a story, the Canaanite. This is a this is a sexual fertility god. The god was responsible for fertility. So when he takes them to Bamot Baal, it means to observe Israel from there. It means. He wants Bilaam to observe, to examine Israel from their fertility point of view. So what is the issue? What do you want to find out? What Balak, what, what do you want to see? Balak was saying like that. These people, you know, you never call him Israel. He said when he called Bilaam, he said, look, people came out from Egypt. He doesn't recognize them in Israel at all. Who said they are Israel? Who said they are what they claim to be? These people were slaves from Egypt for 400 years. Now they come out. They were, they were, each one of them, were his wife and his daughter, was enslaved by Egyptian master. You tell me that these are the, the descendants of Jacob and, and Isaac? They are not. Now they have been their wife have been molested, raped. This is a mixture of, of, of they live in the Shambon, in a the, in this in a city, slave places. They have no they have no family sense. they are just slaves. Like like like, like herd. That's why you call him this herd, this oxen, herd. Now they claim to be holy. I am the I am Israel, I am the, the children of Israel. I don't know. I want you to examine for me if they really, if they are really the, what they claim to be, Israel, the children of Israel. That was the first. That was the first antagonistic uh, claim against Israel from 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 uh, from, from the king of Moab. He said, "I'm I'm I'm Noachai. I take I I'm accepted. I'm accepted. The the the." Uh, I accept it, uh, I accept whatever you, you want for me. But uh, are they? Are they Israel? Who say that? Uh, so check them out. That's what you want fertility. And, and show me, I know what they live in Egypt land. I know that Egypt is notorious of no sexual inhibition. There is not even a word for 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 virgin. We you know from the story of Joseph how Egypt looked like. There's no sexual inhibition, there's no family. You tell me that these people are, are, are the son of Jacob? In fact, this is a, in fact, if you look around us, many, uh, this is a claim against Israel even today. Uh, many European uh, anti-Semite and uh, German anti-Semite and Arabs today, when I live in Israel, that's what I heard all the time. That they claim, you know, uh, we are Israel, the Muslims are Israel. Not the not, uh, European Jews, what they think? Ezra came from Babylon. This is a, this the official teaching of the Quran. That uh, Israel came from the Quran and uh, from uh, Babylon, Ezra, and he claimed to be Israel. But the true Israel is, of course, they, uh, King uh, Musa. Uh, Moses was of course Muslim. They are they are the they are the, the Israel, the two Israel. Uh, but Israel uh, what they claim Israel are not that's the that's the first the first claim you hear from many of and amazing it goes to, to to King Barak, even in the Torah says it. So now Bilam hears that here Bilam tells the king King Balak, he says, Build me here seven altars and prepare me seven oxen. So the Balaturim, we mentioned Balaturim, is printed by Rashi in every every book. And Balaturim says why there again, why do we win seven? What's the idea of the seven seven oxen and seven rashi? The seven commandments of Noah. Why not six? Why not eight? Seven. Seven Noah, and this is it. So you see, the king is standing there by the burnt bed offering. Burnt offering is what exactly what Noah brought. Burn offering on Mount Moriah. So the king is now is standing on his own leg. I repent. I give you offering. I I I I, I call you. I recognize shame, I gave him offering. Now I I wore this. You no, are these slaves. I am here. This is my borders, and the Canaanite are also there. From what is the one from the Canaanite? Let them go back to the Egypt. He is defending the Canaanite. Tough, very tough argument. He has a claim. It's not something it's you can pull, pull it down and, and say, oh, this is a pagan. King Balak knew what he was talking. He had a claim. So, and, King, and Bilam understood it very well. And Bilam actually offered him, or told him to do that. And he told him, now you stay behind this altar, you don't move. Because you are now under... When I, when I walk around and, and search for Hashem, Lord, he, the, the Hashem is scrutinizing you and me. And you need to stand by your altar. means you, you, you don't go out to party now. You don't go back to your idol worshiping. You stand here by the altar and wait. You pray. You better pray. You better be sincere, what you say. Every, every word you're saying, the Prophet says you 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 have the right you said the right thing. So don't move. Just stand there and wait for me to come back. Don't move along, don't go to 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 to, to any other uh, occupation. You are understanding now under on, on judgment. So Balak did did what Bilam had spoken, and Balak and Bilam offered on every altar Balak and Oriam. And Bilaam told Balak, stand by your burnt offering, which is in Noah, and I will go, perhaps Hashem will occur to me, perhaps, he's careful, and whatever he shows me, I'll tell you. So he, he, in his submission, he remembered Abraham. His submission, he suddenly, you know, he said, yeah, I accept you, tell me, just tell me what to say. We know in his heart, he wants to search a blemish in Israel, but he himself is clean. I'm submitting myself to you, Shefi. And here is my, 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 the person who engaged me. Look at him. That's what El Aib. Elohim finally come to him. He said, "You know, this guy is, uh, will send me He built he an altar for you. He's repenting. Seven altars. You remember the seven Commandments. So what do you have to tell me now? And I'll go and I'll tell him. So, uh, uh, you can see them standing on. So, the, this is the how they depart from each other. The, the, the prophet goes down the hill to search to wait for Hashem, boards. And the king stand. Once I saw a picture, when a wonderful photograph, I mean, a picture that an artist did. Uh, it stuck to my mind how the artist saw that, like the black tall uh, figures, the, the King Moab, m- mighty impressive people with the princesses, they stand in prayer, they stand silently, solemnly, by the altar, seven altars around them, they don't move. They stand like in a prayer. And the prophet is showing down the hill, going there to, 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 to convene, to hear what the shake, and, and they are patiently waiting too. That's a very special moment in the history of of the Bible. Total, this is the greatest story ever you ever hear. Now of course uh, it doesn't work like Bilam is thinking. It's not Elohim, doesn't appear to him right away. Again it's Elohim occurred to Bilam. And Elohim says to him and he says to Elohim, you know, this guy uh, I prepare the seven altars and I did everything to, to show you, they are repenting, they are, they are with you, and, and, and I'm just waiting for you to tell me what to tell them. And Hashem, now Hashem appeared for him, to him the first time, and Hashem doesn't just put the word, and he said, this word, you're going to tell them, you are like a donkey now. And Bilal understand that he goes back and he agreed to do that. Why does he agree to do that? Of course, he doesn't want to, to bless Israel. He understands word what is going to hear uh, will be good for Israel, is a blessing. But he, as a prosecutor, he knows that the moment you utter something blessing, uh, his mind will see, oh, this is is that true? Is that true? Uh, what's going on there? So he has an opportunity to see what a shame. What a shame uh, is really from the word of Hashem in his mouth. He understands what is a shame. Careful. Uh, because he can find you can find a blemish uh, in them, you can say to Hashem, "Oh, you know, they don't really." If that's what you are careful, that you are careful, if that's what's important for you, uh, well, may look these people are not doing that. So he's going to do this is a, a unique phenomenon. He's going to the prophet is going to say a uh, uh, word, good word in his mouth, but his heart is is looking for a, a break in it. To break and to destroy Israel actually. But he understands from every word that he doesn't know right now what is going to tell because the word will come out automatically. But when you hear it, you understand what Hashem, run, what Hashem is blessing him, what Hashem blessing is, so he says, Oh you know, well where they do it. not they're not doing what exactly what you want. That's the that's what is, uh, what's the rabbi understood? The, the strategy of Bilem at this point. He will change it later on. But this point, this is a strategy. He's going to... This is a tactics. He's going to uh, say what Hashem says, looking for to find a blemish. So uh, Hashem uh, put word in his mouth. And... Uh, and Bilam come back to the prophet, to the to the, to the king, and uh, and he said the following word. Well, I don't know if we have time to 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 discuss it at length. Uh, that's a shame. Well, I, I thought i would discuss at least at least the first prophecy with you today, but we'll, we'll discuss it. with will help next time at length. So let's read together what, what is it, what a what shame, these are the words of a shame in Bilam's mouth. So he, he took up his discourse and everybody around him listening and he says, From Aram the Balak, the king of Mar led me, from the mountain of Kedem saying, curse me, the, the Jacob, and express your rage in Israel. So first of all, you see right here, this is a story. He, he, he said he want to glorify himself. Here is Bilam starting the prophecy. He says, "Who?" He, he, he depicts the picture. You know, this Balak, king of Mark, sent me to come over from all over from the mountain of the Kedem, you know where I live, to come and curse Israel. Well, he took the picture. You know, it's a big story here. This is a you know a, this is a Bilam depicting his own mission now. But what he says like this say, curse me, Jacob, and express your wretched Israel. Well, B- 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 Balak didn't say that. Balak said, uh, curse me, these people. So he recognized them as Jacob and Israel. Hmm. So they are not just slaves. This is a word of shame. And Hashem says no, they are not just slaves, they are the descendants of Jacob and Israel. This is the first time he recognized Bilam. First of all, Bilam recognized him, Bilam says the truth. He recognizes him, you are these people are the, the, the they are slave in Egypt, but they are the children of Israel. How come? How is it possible they were a slave in Egyptian house and they, they were master there? And, uh, and the sex all over the place. So how come there's still a, a children of Israel? And he continued. But what should I curse when whom, whom hell didn't curse? Against whom should I express rage when, when Hashem didn't express rage? From the top of the rock I see Him, and from the hill I, I behold Him. Now, the, 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 as the Ramban, the Ramban says here, first of all, the it's, 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 it's a, it's a simple explanation is you know, I'm, stand, I'm standing on the rock and I see them. And I'm standing on the hill and I see them, so I'm singing praise for them. Well, you know, that's not what we expect from Biram to say. Everybody understand it is standing on the rock and singing on the hill, so what does it mean here? So the rabbi, the true explanation is, as the rabbi in, in in the Midrash says, that actually the rock and yield are metaphor here, and it's a, it's the same word, rock, so in Hebrew, is used actually numerous times in the Bible, so to refer to whom, to the to the rock. Rock is a foundation, is a is a root of the Jewish people, which is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The rock are the fathers, patriarch, and the hills, which is some verses uh, supported, is the mother Rachel, uh, uh, Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel and Leah, and the other made uh, Bila and Zilpa. So this, uh, so then he says, from the rock I stand. I stand here and I see them. They are. I see the root. The root is really they the same of the rock and the hills. They are the son of Abba, Isaac and Jacob, and from the mother. They are they are. How do I know that? Because there are people that dwell alone and among the nations they are not recorded. They have a different practice. They don't have the same sexual practice as other people have. Yes, they live in Egypt. And our people who don't have even a vote for, for virgin. But they practice differently. How? Who can count the dust of Jacob, and the number of fourth of Israel? Now, again, if you look, if the Rambam says the, Ramb- the Rambanach first of all, give you the pshat, the the, the simple relation. So, who can count this number of people? There are so many. Well, that's not what the Bila wanted to say. Everybody understands. Six hundred thousand people standing there. There are many. So, what does he want to say here? But the word in Hebrew, uh, dust, uh, or uh, of uh, afar, dust, of Jacob, the word afar, afar, dust, is also red, red offer, which is a young young deer or a young lady. And what is the dust? The dust is a circumcision. The rabbi says that they circumcise the same self, thing self in the, in a the, in the desert, so they used to cover. The, the circumcision scheme in Dust. So it says who can count the number of the of the circumcised young boys of Israel who stay who stay un, stay virgin until they are married. And the number of fourth part, Rova, the word Rova is clear, is Hebrew is quarter, but the Rova Rova is a, is a sexual procreation. It's, a, it's not love. You never say rova, if you said to a girl, I, I want to rova you, she would be offended. She says, well, I'm a cattle? What do you mean, or vice versa? Rova is a procreation in, in the most biological term. So rova is, so, so the rabbi says here what he was saying, there is no other nation in the world that the procreation is, is so wholly guarded like these people are—they're not just preaching abstinence; they really practice it. Who can call the rabbi? Say the virgin of boys and girls in Israel will never have any sexual interaction before they get married. That's a phenomenon. You cross the globe from the wife to the rabbi knew it. The rabbis lived in Babylon, they lived in the, among the Greeks, they saw the, the, the Romans, the Egyptians, they saw the, Egyptian, the nation. they saw what they preach and they saw what they practice. They say, our nation is different, what can we do, our nation is different, and Bilam saw that. So Bilam said, this is a word of Hashem, in fact, Bilam expressed what Hashem said, Hashem says it's true. They are different than other nations in, in the procreation, in the barn, in the fertility that you're looking for them. You're looking for blemish. No, they have no blemish there. They are really the same as Abraham, Isaac, Isaac and Jacob. Because the practice of family purity is, is, is secure. And in fact, it's amazing that today, for instance, when you, when you look at the you white know, gene in the priest... Uh, if you look at the Jewish priest uh, Kohanim, you find, on my a, 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 80% of them, tremendous percent of them still carry the Y gene, the, seven, the one common Y gene that is completely almost, almost not found in the general population. And they said, this is the Y gene of Aaron. Now, had there been such an intermarriage with a European. And uh, Babylonian and Roman over the centuries, of Jewish uh, exile were intermingled with uh, with uh, intermarriage, you wouldn't expect the Y gene to be such, among the priests, to be such such a. Uh, 80% of them carry this gene, which is almost not found in a generation. In fact, they use this gene to identify population in Africa. They claim to be Jewish, and a scholar in, in, in Cambridge came down to Africa and they found, yes. These black people they carry the same gene as the Jewish from from Europe, which is not found in any other part of Africa, so they and they have the history that they uh, they are the same of uh, of of the, of uh, those uh, ancient priests that came down from the first temple. They have the they they kept uh, Jewish laws, basic Jewish law, and the white gene is now used to identify Jewish population. So so that's what the, what he says here. Who who not who can count the number of people, of young people, of Jewish people that are really, really practice what they preach? They really abstain. They really abstaining. you go to Israel's circle, not, not to the secular, so if you go to, to to religious circle in Israel, it's almost across the board. There is no way. I mean, there is such a separation between girls and boys. Uh, I remember in the school of my daughters, when they, even in Memphis, if the boys went to to school uh, to Chicago, the the girls went to Atlanta. So they will never be in the, even in the same city together in, in a school trip. And I, I have three girls, so I I, I would never I, if 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 a boy from the school came to my house without my permission, uh, my daughter would be expelled from the school. So uh, and this is like a course ball This is a religious ball, Is Jewish school today as it was as we carry the same tradition, separation of the sexes at young age, and uh, practicing the the, this, the the purity of the of the family. This is not, I don't want to speak about that. So that's what is mean. It means yes, they are the descendant of Jacob, and and the uh, the Jacob and Isaac and Ephraim. So they are therefore, as a as Hashem, as the Torah says, you know, when they came out from Egypt, the, the Israel did come out of Egypt on their own merit. It says explicitly, Hashem is uh, sending to Moses uh, to redeem them from Egypt, not because Israel married, but because they are the descent of the merit of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So they are the descent of Abraham, so that's why they redeemed from Egypt. Otherwise, who have who, who that people can go out from Egypt? Nobody else goes from Egypt. So, so this was an answer to, to the king. And the king was enraged. I, 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 I hired you to curse them, and now you, you bless them. Uh, but but uh, remember, the, the prophet kept this word in his mind. He, he, he kept this word, and he knows what Hashem is looking and he is a search is a searching for, uh, for a way to destroy the Jewish people. So uh, as he goes on his prophecy learn what Hashem wants from the Jewish people, what Hashem is admiring in the Jewish people and he will give he will give finally uh, advice to, to Balak what to do. and you remember the dream of Balak and, but uh, we'll, we'll discuss it and now as we finish our class, just read, read the, uh, uh, read the final words. So now he, he, he takes them to Balak, the king Balak. Take Balak, take prophet. Says, well, let's forget about fertility. Let's go to another higher level, which is called, which is called the, um, the peak. The scout field, and he took him to the field of the the, scouts, to the top of the highest point, and he built seven altars, and he offered an ox and ram on the altar. So he's going to observe Israel again from a different angle, higher angle, not from fertility sex anymore, because this is field. The question is field. Now he's going to ask him from another angle altogether, and I think. Uh, we're here we are at the end of our class today any any question for me expanded it a little more than our hour any question none here okay fine thank you so again uh, I would urge you to to keep to, to know you know where we are in the, in the book of numbers so I have the whole week to, to continue reading uh, what Balak, what Bilam is saying, so read what Rashi is saying. Rashi, if you have the books translated to you, and read it, so we will be prepared already to, what, to dis- our discussion uh, the next level, and then we go to the third level. So he's gonna have, examine Israel from three different levels. Each one is important message to, to to know heart into Israel and to understand what is what is all about. So you have a beautiful weekend and good Shabbat, and uh, we will see you with thank you, and we'll see you all next week at the same time. Hashem hell. Goodbye, Shabbat Shalom.